Hello and welcome to Dancing with the Bards, a monthly podcast coming to you from the Bards offices in Will's living room. My name is Ian and I'm sitting here with, with Brooke. Hi. Will. Hey. And Max. Howdy. Once again, we've gathered around the microphone to share our thoughts on tabletop games. This month's game is Wrong Party. Wrong Party is a draft-style card-based party game produced by Unstable Games in 2021, where your objective is to have the Gagoat, also known as the greatest guest list of all time. This is one of the latest party games produced by Unstable Games, the first being a game I enjoy called Unstable Unicorns, which came out in 2017. In my opinion, it's an oversaturated genre that will never die. These games will continue to sell for as long as people host small adult parties. From Flux to Cards Against Humanity, card-based party games have always been popular for many reasons. They're easy to learn, they fit on pretty much any carry-on, and they can be played anywhere there is a flat surface. Flat surface. Yeah. Grass counts as a flat surface. (laughs) Before we dive into our opinions, given in no particular order, I have a question for all of you. What is your favorite card-based party game? Ooh, ooh, I know this one. I know this one. Um, I'm a huge fan of Super Fight, so most of our friends enjoy arguing, but I don't like us arguing at each other. So Super Fight's an awesome game where you argue about who has the best superhero and who would win in a fight. So you build your favorite superhero and play it out and argue amongst yourself who wins. I like Cards Against Humanity because I'm a bad person. I don't think it makes you a bad person. It just makes you... Morally a basic bitch. A basic bitch. Basic. I am very basic. Uh, I do love exploding. I was really you were going to say crabs against humanity. Crabs against humanity? Yeah, it's another thing for cards against humanity. There's crabs against humanity. That is something I need to try. (laughs) Uh, My favorite card-based party game is Coup. Uh, I love fighting amongst people and causing misery for my friends. It It is quite the game for that. Also, I interrupt you. Why did you like Exploding Kittens again? Because it's just really... I, I like the pace of it. I don't know. Every time I've gone to a friend's house and they've had Exploding Kittens play it, we uh, play it until we hate each other. And uh, that's, you know, the same kind of energy that you eventually get with Curse Against Humanity. Fair. I like Exploding Kittens. Yeah. You like If you like Rush Roulette and you like kittens... Basically the same thing. Plus cats. Plus cats. So we go into our grading rubric. Yeah. Uh, first, any just general thoughts on the game? I hate this board. Yeah, the board I is... I love this board. What? a lot to be <laughs> It was so confusing. <laughs> it's just, um, it's really, really organized in a way that, uh, only its creators would understand. Would they though? <laughs> okay, it's just it, it visually it just doesn't. There's no spot for this. So here's my red. The quality is great on every card and everything, but who the the design of the actual layout on the board is not user friendly. It's it's you really have to focus on how these numbers go. The colors mean nothing. But the numbers mean everything, and the line you're standing on is almost the same color as the background of the board. It's like and there's took, no starting point. It's like they took a cribbage board and were like, "How are we going to make this more complicated and less user friendly?" Like it's a pretty basic concept. You just go from from left to right, back and forth. But like the way that it, it looks was so confusing. 
gap in the middle. I think it's just like a time saver for because it's it's your scorekeeper, right? It's it's designed in a way where it's all the numbers possible score that you could get are in a path in order, and that's just your scorekeeper. But making it look like a path looks like a board game in which there's a bowl at the end, like a Candyland sort of situation. But that's not what we're playing. Yeah, it's, it's just the scorekeeper. It 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 would make more sense to have like tokens or something giving us points. But I understand that that gives uh, more things to lose. More things to lose, or even production. In production, like those smaller pieces cost more than like a board would, like one singular board. So. But I mean, the board accomplishes the same thing that a pen and a piece of paper. So. Right, but then you would need extra materials. If it's not going to work nicely, don't put it in the game. I, yeah, I just I they they did so well designing everything else. Like whoever did the like the art direction on this uh, went above and beyond on the cards and the quips and the design and the colors and all that. This just. It, it triggered me in a way that none of the 25 games we've covered so far have. <laughs> and, like, this is one of the coolest... So what was the game with the little spaceships that nestled in? Uh, cos- Cosmic Encounter. Cosmic Encounter. This does the same thing. The fun little party hats stand up on each other. I love it. It's beautiful. But that's, like, because I did that so well, this makes it more infuriating. Yeah. Because they can do it. It's such a small thing, but it bugged all of us so much. It only bugged me a little. It, it bugged me a lot. <laughs> For no real reason. I will admit, it's not a good design, but I kind of... You just rolled with it. Yeah. You're more laid back than that's us. I get it. I get yeah, it. no, I'm super chill. Thanks for having me back. I'm, I assume this is the December episode. Uh, this will be November, unfortunately, but... Can we just all pretend it's December? So I... Merry, yeah. Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. guys. <laughs> Wasn't Thanksgiving amazing, guys? <laughs> I'm so glad to be done with that. Holiday. Boy, am I stuffed. Yeah. Uh, so number of players. Uh, this goes to two to five players, which for a party game is kind of low. Yeah, uh, it's a hard number. I, I gave it a three. I mean, two to five is generally a sweet spot, but for a party game, that that definitely could be higher. I I would like to clarify: oh. we're using the party game rubric, so, so uh, a four three points. is not a, a great score. That's <laughs> a seventy-five now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, everything is out of four except the very last category, which will. But yeah, it's. I gave it a two because they made it a real hard stop with the amount of tokens and the amount of cards in the deck. There's no way you could do it more than five. And at least in our friend group, that's kind of low for a game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially a party game. Yes. If this was a normal board game, sure. But when you have the party genre, you're expecting a bit more. Again, I wasn't really phased, but I when you when you say party game, like you're imagining how many people. So, like, think about the parties that we have with our friends. It's okay, but not everybody participates, right? This is true. I mean, I've never had anyone skip out on participating. Like, at the very <laughs> least, it's it's seven. Because I'm thinking, like, my our D and D group. If we don't have enough people to, or we don't have things to play, we'll play these games. I just to kind of piggyback off a of look now. I don't think that this is necessarily a game that's intended to replace like weekly play. 
I obviously. Um, but I do think if you are in a group, uh, like of people who don't necessarily play like board games or party games very often, this might be a great game to break out for the five or so people that do actually want. I think yeah. Well, I think this game is, shouldn't be like the focal point of a get together. It's just a small side thing, which I think kind of works for the group of players. But I do see how like if you wanted to get more people involved, that being restrictive and could hinder the get together. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I. Will, myself, and Max all have three points in this, and you, you got two. So, but we're not far off. I'm, I more, think, of, yeah, I'm more of a stickler with party games because it's kind of my yeah. favorite genre. I definitely see where you're coming from on it, though. Like, that's, that's low. And if for, for larger groups, like this is, you can't take it out. Like, you're going to max out. They, you don't have any more pieces. And, like, even with Unstable Unicorns, we used to play with a decent amount of people, mm-hmm. more than five. So, they can do it. They've made games that had larger groups. I think the main reason they limited it to five was the same reason they did the three-turn turn order. They don't want you reshuffling the deck or having to reshuffle the deck. I yeah, because we almost ran out of cards by the end of it. The- it is literally, the deck is enough cards for exactly five. Yeah. Three points there. So, that yeah. yeah. Going into comprehension. How do we like that rule book? I Yeah, I know you saw me going over it. Like front to back, I so I had a few gripes with the rule book. Um, one was some of the things seemed a little out of order for when they mentioned it. I don't understand really where you're coming from with that. But I was about to say on on a second pass, it's not too bad. It's really just that one paragraph. The it goes into describing the uh, how the the first turn goes. Talks about how. And then it goes into talking about how on the after the first round, the person who goes first is decided by uh, who has the most points. And then goes into like how to score and stuff. But reading it in order, I got really confused. I'm like, oh well, so is a round a a uh, each person revealing a card? It, it isn't. It's just the three rounds total. So I I got mixed up on that. But that's as I said, I, I gave this a three for comprehension after doing a second read through. Uh, the reference guide in the back is is fairly useful. Uh, it does go into detail about the descriptions of things. Uh, it is a little wordy for a party game rulebook and quite large. It is poster sized when you unfold it all the way, but not too bad. It is still one page though. <laughs> it is technically two pages. Poster right. size terrify me. Every time there's a poster that comes out for rules or instructions, I am. Scared. I don't want to anymore. It's no. just. Are you opening it now? Why? Well, why? Why, why are you opening? To demonstrate a point that one side of it is just pretty much dedicated to. It is a poster. It basically the layout for a card and how the card should work. It's a seventeen by eleven piece of paper. It is a poster that is poster sized. I just had to mail twenty five posters to the fire department today for the kids. Like for the children. The for children. The children. Yeah, I, I gave it a three for comprehension. Oh, three. I gave it a two. It's three. just too wordy for a party game. Three. Once I understood what a turn was, I was fine. For the, yeah. for the entire first round, 
I thought that they had to like each other, not that they had to like the party. Oh, actually. So I, I thought they all had to agree on likes and dislikes and also like the party. But that is not the case. No. And that, that probably was less down to the rules and more down to me not explaining it thoroughly enough. Yeah, but it, party game is supposed to be kind of intrinsic. You're supposed to be able to do party activities while playing a party game. And I could not do it with this. Okay, so uh, my other one wish for this game was maybe like, you know, like how certain games will have little scorecards for everybody to have, know where the points are coming from. There was only one like little square on that sort of course, right? It's or, technically in two places. What I was going off of was the but it's reference. one page. It's yeah. one you can't have it in two different. He's wishing that for would, the cheat sheets. That yeah. would be very but useful, actually. I, actually. I guarantee you it's down to the card size. A lot of the times the reason we have cheat sheets is because there's a certain amount of, that a printer will print card yeah. decks in. So I bet this one has exceeded to the limits how much the printer will do. So they took up all that space with cards and not with the cheat sheets. Usually it's to hit a minimum. That is a good idea, though. They should have done oh, that. That would have been great. That would have been great for I, instead um, of asking over and over again. I am a sucker for a good cheat sheet. Paraphernalia. So for people who haven't heard our new system for this, uh, paraphernalia is how much extra expense do you need? How many resources do you need outside of what comes in the box? Maybe like... You might need a pen and a piece of paper. Yeah, that's why I gave it a three for calculator or paper or something. I know. Yeah, no. I might. We did all break out calculator. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could, like, put it back and forth on the board, but I did not want to touch the board. I'm just being honest. It's grotesque. Yeah. Uh, For the record, I it. just touched the board. It, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm fine and well. We're going to keep this poor board out the entire time. We're just going to keep looking We're just down staring at it. At angry. it. I, I feel like this game, Carly, could have come with more. Um, like, like we talked about the cheat sheets. Uh, a scorecard, like instead of the board, would have been a, a lot better to have. Like it's something to track your own points as opposed to trying to trace along the the thing there. Calculators. Uh, I don't know. I I gave it a uh, I gave it a three. I it, it's fine, but it does feel kind of lacking in some aspects. Considering how great the other games too, like how the other games they've made were. Like I think that's why I have such gripe with this because all the other games I've played from them have been great. I I will also say the uh, there's not really a place for it here uh, in this this rubric. They mention in uh, when I was reading the, the description of the game online, uh, they kept saying the base game, the base game. But for as far as I could tell, there are no actual expansions for it. There's no additional things you can buy. Like if you if you go for unstable unicorns, you can buy card sleeves. I don't know if they fit these cards. Uh, they certainly didn't say that they do, and if they did, they won't fit in those uh, the slots that come with the board. Yeah. Um, the only thing I could find for this game, as far as accessories, was like three uh, enamel pins, which for a company that's for for the record based off of a, a shirt and 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 accessory company, T Turtle. Why do you? <laughs> you probably should have a little more than that. Yeah, especially when the artwork is so cute on the cards. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a couple of penguins. They have some very. I have some of their shirts. I, I like the t I like the company T Turtle. Like, don't get me wrong, but like, 
I, I kind of feel like there were, it was a little lacking. I thought that it was pretty good. I, I, no, I'm, <laughs> sorry, I'm there with you. No, I was so bad. I thought it was pretty good. No, I agree. I think for the amount of money I spent on this, I believe I paid $25. You um, did. It's, it's on the cheat sheets. <laughs> oh, cool. Um, I, I think for 25 bucks, this is relatively fair. I think if we swapped the board out for either, you know, some sort of cheat sheet cards or a logical scoring system, I think it would be a lot better. But where it's at now, I don't feel cheated. I feel that it deserves the full form. Fair enough. I do like the organization in the box, too. You don't have to worry about where things go. It's very clear. So that's also nice. But I, there's not a lot of room for expansions in that box. No. I, I feel like if you're going to get it, if this does come out with an expansion, it's going to be a whole new box. Well, they might give the new box with it then. Possibility. Oh, hopes for the future. Yeah. That's what they did for Unstable, too, is instead of the so Unstable Unicorns, at least the ones I got had uh, its own box. I don't know if that was because I did the Kickstarter exclusive box, but I'm pretty sure all of them had a magnetic fold over. And then they sold individual, like, um, kind of like how magic card uh, decks come, the, the boxes with yeah. those. Uh, so they'd probably do something like that if they were to add more to this. Which I hope they would, because as much as I'm bashing it, it is a fun game. Yeah, yeah, I had fun. I'm really, I really enjoyed it. Uh, speaking of things that were, were fun and easy uh, setup. So fun, so easy, so quick. Yeah, I gave this a four for setup. That It, it took no time at all, which is where a party game should be. I am going to change to a four. I put it as a three, but I'm I'm just being a little angsty about it. That board is really hurting your feelings, huh? Oh my god. As someone who like I, I care about the materials and this bugs me. The only game that I've had that was worse was Wonka Tonka, which was a terrible game to begin with. Which gonna, I don't even have to review anymore. I'm gonna put this away so, so you stop death staring at me. Oh. All right, we're just we're just you can go back in your box, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Brooke has been eyeing this thing the entire recording, and I think it's affecting her scores. <laughs> Normally we do clean up the box. We just didn't this time. Because it wasn't that big of a setup. Yeah. No. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. really taking up that so, much space on the table. I'm going to change it to a four to, to be unbiased, but ah, okay. You know, I put a three, not really thinking about it, like how easy it was. I'm going to keep it as a three because Brooke just hit it. And she already Fair changed enough, it back yeah. to a four. So, you know. Evening it out. Evening it out. Okay. Just sticking to your, 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 your answer. Good. Yeah. Good thing. Well, <laughs> well you're going to. A little standoff there. <laughs> For a second, I thought you were going to. Change it back to a three just to... <laughs> No, I said, well, I'm going to double down on my score. Transition into okay. rate of play. Go for it. Four for rate of play. <laughs> I think it's a very quick, fast game. Uh, it did chug a little bit in certain spots, but I think that was more down to us not fully understanding the rules and less than less to uh, the actual game just slowing down. I think once you get into the swing of things, it really does just become kind of a Pick your two, hand it to the left. Yeah, I gave it a three for rate of play because uh, some of the abilities definitely stopped that pace pretty quickly. Um, 
whatever we believe, like the uh, killer, killer clown. clown, the uh, there was another one too that affected everyone. Oh, the, the enchantress, the, or the, the hypnotist. hypnotist. Yeah, the hypnotist kind of threw a wrench into the works pretty quick. Yeah, but I mean, we went through basically the whole deck, and there's three cards in there that really dramatically changed the, the rate of the game. I feel like if you're going to do that, there should be more of those instances. Because if it's just... Like, if you don't pull any of those cards, then you'll have a round where it's... It's just... Normal. Normal to score. But if you have a round where it's just all play play cards or uh, special instances, then it kind of like you're... We did have you a... Don't have a you don't have a consistent like rate play. That's yeah. why I gave it a two. I gave it a two as well, and I swear it's not because I'm angry at the board. Um, I thought it was too quick. I thought the rounds went by so quick. There was no room for banter. Like I was trying to kind of stretch it out by making it fun and making a dialogue about why these people were at the party or commenting on the cards. But if you didn't do that, it'd go by in like two seconds flat. Yeah. Well, like what we did was we flipped our card, but we kind of, I noticed that we were kind of just staring at the card until the next person flipped the next card. And we were starting to do like a little commentary on each guest. But once you do that, you can kind of like rely on the art and like, comment on the art and how like character how creative like card itself is uh only so many times until you see the same card again so yeah and for the record i didn't hate the so i think thank you for validating me in this (laughs) yeah (laughs) so another just comparison to unstable unicorn since it is their flagship game i feel like it's pretty fair to make those kinds of comparisons Considering um, it's unstable games. Yeah. Uh, they all had flavor text, or at least a lot of them did. Any of the ones that didn't have abilities, I'm pretty sure had, had flavor text. Yeah. Now that you mention it, uh, none of these do. They have the, the typing, they have the abilities it needed, and they have what the likes and dislikes are. Um, I would have liked to have little stories for all the characters. So would I, even if it's like a sentence or two. Extend things forward a bit. Yeah. That's a, a detail I, I didn't uh, catch until just now. Going into uh, difficulty curve. This one got a four for me. Once it, you got it, you got it. And it was easy to keep going. Yeah. Other than me forgetting how many points a certain thing was worth because no cheat sheets and I'm just no good at math. But like it, any normal person would be fine. Yeah. I think I gave it a three for that. Once you understand it, you understand it. And there's not really a whole lot of strategy that goes into it. Pick the one with the highest number or the one that'll get you the highest. I feel like you could definitely have strategy for this game. Oh, I'm not saying that there's no strategy at all, but I feel like compared to I don't know, like another draft style game, mm-hmm. this is definitely a lot simpler. Because I gave it I gave it a three as well for, for difficulty curve. I feel like there is a bit of a steep uh, entry point for for understanding and like with Brooke not understanding the uh, the initial scoring points and what the the color matches meant, uh, but uh, there is also a, a matter of if you, if you <laughs> play your cards right, the uh, 
like with Max did on his first round, where he got the card, the the hypnotist, and then intentionally uh, picked cards that disliked certain things. And I think you did score improperly that first I time think around. I, I think I got way more points than yeah, I should have. I think you were probably inching towards like 30 points for that round. I think initially. so. I was going to mention, I think I only misscored the first round. And once I got it, I mean... I, I picked it up as soon as the second round was over. Which, yeah, that two people miss scoring for, for a round, but I feel like. I will say that I had two different strategies in the first round and third round, too, because I used that strategy where, like, okay, I get that early hypnotist card, which flips the dislikes and the likes, and I knew what kind of game I was going to try to play. But then the third round, uh, we ended up, ended up needing the same sort of themed cards that we had been beforehand. It was costume, right? Mm. And I had no, or almost no costume cards left in the deck. So I needed to, I went with another strategy of just going with the same colored cards. I think I went with family friendly. And you get bonus points if you have more. So. There's there's flexibility in what you want to play. It wasn't too difficult. I gave it a one for customization moving right along. Yeah, no, I gave it a one. Yeah. Yes. That's a one. That's a one. Uh, initially, I didn't fill it. Oh, Maybe yeah. I got bored. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, I gave it a one just because you mentioned playing to 100. So that's one way to customize it. I can't see a lot of customization in this other than choosing to do go by number of points instead of going by rounds that's how they suggest it other than that there's not a lot of breathing room in this there's that's that's why i filled it out but like even if we did try to go to 100 we wouldn't be able to without unless you without shoveling unless you're paying with like three people yeah yeah, yeah. I gave it a two, uh, but pretty much for the same reasons. I guess I was just a little more lenient. <laughs> but uh, it definitely, there's not a lot of, of things you can do to keep this going. Like you said, if you're playing with five people, uh, unless you reshuffle the deck, you can't go to 100. I gave it a one for the same reason. I Even beyond, even just beyond, you know, rule changes, like if you wanted to make your own cards, there's really nothing you can do. With and there are, there are no blank cards. There's no... Exactly. Unless you sleeve the cards, because these are typical card size. So if you found a, a card sleeve, you could, in theory, jerry-rig it so the back was covered, you couldn't see the back, and then make your own, because the feel of the sleeve will be the same. But that's a lot of work. Yeah. And they also don't give you the ability to buy more, because I, I would split that under customization. Like, if you were able to buy an extra pack... That's customizing your game, in my opinion. But you can't do that yet because they haven't given us that. And I, I would say that it's because the game just came out, but it, it released in 2021. I don't know if that was late 2021, but, I mean, Unstable Unicorns is only six years old, and that was their first game. And I think it had expansions pretty much right out the gate. Like, uh, I'm pretty sure they were mentioning already planning expansions in the Kickstarter. Yeah. So, you know, something to think about. Maybe they were just seeing how the game did before they decided to commit, which isn't the worst idea. Yeah. It's probably more responsible. But 
it also kind of seems like they didn't have a whole lot of faith yeah. in, in it when they if they if that was the if that's what they were doing. Uh, no, I don't know for sure if that's true or not. They also might just getting tired. Like these are artists, and artists tend to fleet between different projects. And if their apparel was their first thing, and games was a side endeavor, they might be starting to peter out a little bit on their content in this area. Yeah. I I don't know. I had some thoughts on that. Like there, there seemed to be a rush of uh, these types of card based party games uh, around like 2015. You had exploding kittens. You had uh cyanide and happiness did two different games. They've done like four. Yeah. Uh, they did here to slay uh llama apocalypse unstable unicorns wrong party uh they didn't do exploding kittens uh little dinosaurs little happy dinosaurs i think is the other one and if i'm thinking correctly most of those started as other media first like cyanide and happiness is a comic so it's it was artists branching into gaming in party style games and it's kind of just artist fleet I, I, yeah, and, and that's something else I noticed about this and on Finding a Happiness and a few of the others. There's no lead designer credited on these. Uh, just, just kind of a, a nitpick because they they do credit the artists on the website. I don't know if they if they credit it on the. the I have a sneaking suspicion they are the same, and that's why they didn't. Uh, but yeah, there's there is on, on the lid there. Do you see? Any type of, of uh, right. acknowledgement of who did this? Other than unstable games, no. Yeah, but I, 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 I bet a lot of money uh, that it's the same as the illustrators. Yeah, but they don't even credit the illustrators in the game. Not even it, on uh, only on the website is okay. when I found it, oh. and I found it on a that is kind of unusual. board game geek. Yeah, um. I, I get being part of your work, but. We don't know unstable unicorns crew. It would be nice to see mm-hmm. them. Uh, just, just something that irked me a little bit. Uh, but yeah, you, you saw a lot of these pop up for uh, existing IPs that had an artist team uh, because they had enough people to push out all these images for the cards. And uh, I think that's why they decided it was it was worth their while because especially with the Kickstarter for unstable unicorns to test the waters. Uh, to see how receptive their own audience would be to uh, this type of game. And, and Sign Out of Happiness did the same thing. They also kickstarted Joking Hazard. Uh, and so did a plethora of other uh, card-based party games recently. That seems to be where all these independent games get their start is Kickstarter. And I'd honestly, I'm kind of surprised they've slowed down because their main clientele or their main what do you call it? The consumers uh, are starting to become an age where there's even more disposable income again. Mm-hmm. So the idea that they're slowing down is kind of interesting as we are getting older and have more disposable income as we get more stable. So it, it, it feels like it should be doing the opposite right now. Uh, off that, uh, that topic, off that it. is no to fun. The, to, and... the people, to the people here, the enjoyment, right? Because we're yeah, talking enjoyment. about enjoying things and wanting them to be more prevalent. Yeah. Stop talking about board game politics for a second. I can't help it. I'm having a blast. Oh, no. I, I'm totally at fault for that. <laughs> uh, but I, I had a lot of fun with this. I gave it a three for enjoyment. Uh, there were definitely parts where I was 
uh, more angry than uh, <laughs> than than happy. But for the most part, uh, I, I had a lot of fun. Not the good kind of angry, by the way. Not coup angry. Just like frustrated angry. That's fair. Yeah, I gave it a three. I three. Gave it a four. You gave it a four. I gave it a four. I I fell in love with this. Well, yeah, well, you told us about this. You were so excited. You group texted us like, I got our game. Which I doesn't like happen game. a lot. No, it doesn't. Yeah, I, it, it's, it's simple. It's, it's, it's fun. It, is, uh, it has some fun pictures and images. I, I have no real gripe with the enjoyment here. Other than that board. It's, it's <laughs> simple, it's easy, and get a pen and a piece of paper. <laughs> just, or, or just throw the board out. Or just don't be salty. Yeah. Uh, that being said, though, I gave it a one for recommendation. Because I'm sorry, if I get a single drink in me at a party, I can't play this game. So I would not recommend it. Between that, the board, uh, not having a great spot for communication with each other during the actual game, unless you're really trying. Ah. Now, I, I will say. One caveat, because I, for the same sort of reasons, I know our group, we're large, first of all, so this is not a great game starting out. We also kind of like to drink and, and inebriate ourselves, and this is this requires math and being able to do a lot of addition on the fly very quickly. Um, the person who introduced this to me, though, introduced it to me through Nelson, both of which don't drink, don't smoke, don't have fun. Um, Okay, let's not go that far. They have their own kind of they, Yeah, exactly. This is their kind of We're fun. the problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Quoting Taylor Swift over there now? Going into a new... I have, I have never listened to a Taylor Swift song. Not, on, not intentionally. Shake it off. That's a Taylor Swift. I probably heard it. I couldn't point it out from other songs. Okay. Um, I would also say the reason I gave it a one, with their other games... I would suggest every other game they made before this one because they have solid games. I haven't played Here to Slay. Uh, I've Max, you played uh, Happy Little Dinosaurs. Uh, Llama Apocalypse is a game that I want to try because it's llamas. And, and obviously, as I said before, Unstable Unicorns is one of my favorite party games. I uh, think I like this game more than uh, Happy Little Dinosaurs. Okay, that's fair. So I think I would, I, I gave it a recommendation of two. Like, if someone would ask me, like, should I get this game? Like, sure, why not? Yeah. There depending, are... depending on the person. Like, if I know they're going to be intentionally just at a party with nine other people and all drinking and they don't want to do math, then I wouldn't. But if they, they're not going to be drinking and there's only four players, four people there, and I'm one of them, and they said they're thinking about buying this, and I'll be like, yeah, okay, play with that. There are definitely people I would recommend. I get this too for recommendation. I, there's not a lot of people I know who would really enjoy this game. There are some people I know who would enjoy this game. Uh, one is someone who's been on the podcast before, uh, Lawrence. This is true. Lawrence really likes this, this game. Lawrence. I feel like Lawrence would get a kick out of it, um, if only for for the amazing illustrations. Yeah. Just, I, I can I can hear him looking at each one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that was that was me on the first play. That's me occasionally when I find a new card. I'm like, oh my god, that was us too. 
Definitely. Yeah, they're they good. It, 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 it is solid in that aspect. But I, I, I couldn't recommend this to, to most people. So I, I gave it a two for recommendation. Yeah. I, uh, I think uh, the, the recommendation also ties into a little bit of the replay value as well. I also gave that a two. Awesome. I feel like this game is very good three or four times. I'm about to replay it for the fourth time, so I'll let you guys know. But I feel like after that, it may get a little tedious. You definitely need a long break in between them and bore new players with you every time mm-hmm. so you can see their reactions. Because seeing other people's reactions is almost as good as you getting to do it again for the first time. It went through, like, how many parts? We only went through three, three, rounds. three rounds. And how many, like, types of parties are there? Four or five, or like, there's different colors. <laughs> yeah. There's like a stack of the parties. Yeah. Oh, only oh four the of them? actual. Yeah. yeah. So there's there's different parties. There's so different that scenarios. Change. Yeah. But the well, and you do end up with like parties like this where they're like double parties. Dual, the dual ones. Oh my gosh! It's a wedding of a werewolf and a cat. Yeah. So there's there a lion. I guess it's a lion. <laughs> there are two lions. Guys. I got excited for a werewolf. Don't okay? mix species. That's what. That's against the law. <laughs> okay. So what I was saying, I was gonna say what law, but there is actually laws against that. <laughs> <laughs> but when it's two felines or feline esque things, I, I think we're you want ligers because that's how you get ligers. <laughs> They're adorable. Ligers are amazing. They Don't are. even. Uh, I actually gave it a three for replay value. Um, I I think the the party deck does add to the fact that you're going to get a few different scenarios. Um, I could definitely see getting more use out of this over an extended period of time. Uh, the, my, my main detractor is the fact that with the party deck, uh, pretty much every every time you play that's a four to five people, you've seen every card in that deck. Uh, that's why games like uh, Apples to Apples has so many cards, is to keep it fresh pretty much every time. And yet you always end up getting the same cards right. anyway. But that's beside the point. <laughs> but... With this, you're always going to get pretty much the same cards every time. Uh, I feel like if you cut down on the party deck a little bit and instead added uh, a few more cards than what you need, it might throw things off a bit, even if it's just like 10 extra cards so that you're going to have stuff left over every time. You're not going to know what's going to be out in the field. If you're playing this with five people, you're going to know, and and you're familiar with this game, you're going to know every card that's going to come out in that, that, that field at some point. I mean, and then, but are you really going to start counting cards in... Well, when you say extra cards, you mean, like, extra party members or the party event? Because there's there's two types of... The, the party... Are you talking about the guests? The guests? The, the guests, sorry, yeah. The you guests want cards. more guests. I want more guests. Okay, yeah, I could see I that. I should have I specified, think, yeah. I think the, the number of, uh, like, party cards, like, what event it is... Is what you're tailoring your guest list for? That is fine, um, I, but you know, finite. That's why I gave it a two because there is still more to be played. But I could, I, I can see the end of the road. And you say that you might not be able to counting cards, but if you play this a few times, you know that there's maybe two cards of a, a purple that are four points that like this amount. How many hypnotists are there? How many of the uh, invited guests are there? Because as far as I can tell, there are three to four uninvited guests. There's four uh, one hypnotist, guests, two hypnotists, two hypnotists, two hypnotists. 
And yeah, so you absolutely can count cards in this. Will in fact did. But someone else had the invite card. You got confused. Yeah. Oh, well, we also did mention how we had used up a bunch of the costume type guests. So we had knowledge that that wasn't a possible. Uh, well, we didn't really know. We just guessed no, after the we hands knew. we got next. I knew. No, I knew because we had I mean, all I mean, an Max knew yes. for sure. I knew. That's why I switched to you. He was a certifiable fact. <laughs> no, but I right, point taken. Yes, I do. I guess subconsciously you do count cards in this game. <laughs> <laughs> I gave this a replay of one because I. It's gonna get old real quick, and you only have so many friends you can introduce things to. Like, again, I'm happy to relive starting experiences with people and, like, seeing their faces of the cute animals, great. But I see this being a very finite thing that I'm not going to reach for very often. Yeah, I I will say I have all of the times I have played this game have been within the past 30 days. My replay value may change. Uh, I'm still going to keep it at a two. But I feel like if you space this game out, Further might be worth it. So, Will. So, would you buy this game? I I did. <laughs> I, I think I am the only person on here that would confidently say two would buy. Probably not again, but <laughs> would buy. You don't want two copies of the same game. You might be able to mix <laughs> things up. Yeah, actually, yeah, you're right. I could probably. There you go. Buy two copies. <laughs> Then you can find the play to 100. Yeah. <laughs> you could, but that's a lot of effort. Okay. Hey, Brooke, would you buy this game? If it was like at Goodwill, I'd buy it. Um, also, for our uh, listeners, because we don't do this rubric very often, would you buy is just two points. Either yes, you would buy it or no, you wouldn't. Uh, I gave it a half of a point because if it was at like a thrift shop, I would pick it up. But, like, I wouldn't actively go out and get it. I wouldn't get it if it was on sale because it would only be, like, maybe $5 off if it was on sale. But if it was at a thrift shop for, like, you know, 8 bucks, sure. I don't buy a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but there was a scenario that would be favorable to me buying. A I would buy it. Not, like, in an instant. I would think about it. And that's why I went with I gave it. A, I gave it a one as well. If it were on sale, I might buy this, uh, especially if I I know that I'm going to be going to like see family or something. It's a nice family friendly game, uh, but only in like certain scenarios, I guess. Would it, would this ever really come out and be used frequently? Uh, I, so I gave it a one for that. I will say if Target, because Target has really good deals on board games, they occasionally have like a buy one get one. I would probably do it if I saw it there because I know they have Unstable Unicorns mm -hmm. and I think most of the other ones from Unstable Games. So I wouldn't be shocked if this wasn't a target and that would be good. I actually saw it on Walmart for more than the, the normal price. It was $33. Well, was oh, it Walmart or was it Walmart or like online? Online, yeah. Because it could also be from a third party. Because yeah. Walmart's like budget Amazon at this point where you can get Small sellers selling off of it. Need I remind you how we got a copy of Sonic 2? <laughs> yeah, Smith liquidation. Yeah. yeah. 
that's that's a Walmart reseller. Yeah, that's a fair point. All right, so uh, final scores, everyone. 23 and a half out of 42. Uh, 28. 32 out of 42. 30 out of 42. Uh, I'm going to pretend to uh, that... Well, before we do that, I do want to mention that we get little tiny pieces of paper from Ian that are always very useful and give us basic information that's hard to recall at a minute's notice. But I would like to give you a pat on the back here because you put an emoji next to unstable unicorns and it makes me so happy that there's a tiny unicorn next to unstable unicorns. Like it unrealistically happy or unbelievably happy that I see tiny unicorns. Yeah, it it, it wasn't all that much work. <laughs> but it's adorable. But it's a thought. Yeah. And you put the thought and in. You like that game, so it adds a little more to I it. I do like that like, game. You like that game, so you made it a little special, which means Wow. Our uh, our final score for all all of us uh, average is twenty eight. Okay, that's, that's closer to my score. So that's I lower than normal for us, but that is definitely lower than normal. We were kind of scathing on this one. It felt like yeah, a December we... episode. Usually, in December episodes, I'm super cranky. So, like this, definitely felt like our. <laughs> well, I'm glad to keep the tradition alive <laughs> in our fake December. Yeah, okay. our, this is the fake December. The, the real fake December episode. This yeah, is a real Dancing going. with the Bards episode. Yeah, oh, for we, sure. For had, sure. We actually played two games. We just played wrong so party two. twice. We made a mistake. <laughs> we just didn't tell you about the second game. So we're in agreement. We're uploading this episode in November and in December, right? <laughs> <laughs> Man, it means less work for me. But in December, you just... We change the intro and outro. No, you Christmas copy music. the audio file twice, and it as soon as it's over once, it just starts. Oh my god! It just started <laughs> over at the beginning. Oh my gosh! I thought you were going to talk about doing it in a round where we start it and then put like overlay it on. <laughs> <laughs> Not a round. No, no. Like some some messed up <laughs> Christmas concert. <laughs> Anyone else have comments? Uh, yeah. Uh, just my, my final closing remarks on this. It's fun. It's colorful. It's easy to set up. Uh, it is rough around the edges in a lot of parts and probably could have used some more fine tuning. Uh, art is not everything T turtle. I'm sorry. I know it's your, your big thing. It's most of the thing, but not all of it. Yeah. Like it it gives it a, I give a lot of points for, for the way it's looked, the way it's organized, but like it definitely has some, some areas where it could have improved upon. I think I said whatever I needed to say. Okay. Yeah. I agree. I think um I, I do I do want to add, um, I know this is just gonna tie back into the would you buy. I don't know if I said this already, but I think this is the first game I've actively looked for. You didn't say No, that. yeah, that's pretty that's a lot for you. That means a lot. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. I hope you guys enjoy it too. Oh, I, I did thoroughly. Even ripping it apart was fun. I gotta be honest. Every part of this was an entertaining time. Yeah. All right. Thank you, everyone, for joining us for this uh, episode of Dancing with the Bards. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can uh, email us at dancewithbards at gmail.com. You can find us on X at Dance with Bards, on Mastodon at Dance with Bards at creator.gg. 
on Blue Sky at Dance with Bards at bluesky.social. Uh, you can look us up on Facebook and on any of those uh, socials, you can find a link to our Discord, which is where you're going to have the best chance of getting in touch with any of us. Yeah, and also we do have fun things like ways to find other players and like comment sections of different types of games. It's worth it. Come hang out. And we do events occasionally. Yeah, we had camping with the Bards, and we're probably going to do that again this year, so Absolutely. we do community events as well. <laughs> also, quick shout out to No Such Thing as a Fish, whose intro I stole for this episode. A fun, fun little podcast about uh, facts, uh, random facts. They do it every week. It's a nice time killer. Okay, awesome. Yeah. All right. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.